Mission Chats with John Crow. Welcome back to my conversation with Cindy with Burn Care International. I encourage you to listen to the first part of my conversation with her so you have her background and the story of how she is able to use a horrible experience in her life now to be a blessing to so many others. So Cindy, I always love to hear a God story or two from my guests. And of course, as we've heard your story, that's an amazing God story in itself, just the way you've been able to use a personal experience to bless so many others over the years since. But is there one or two other particular stories, maybe that have come out of the ministry of burn healing that you're doing that you'd love to share? Well, it made me think of two different stories. One was related to when I was burned. Just a few weeks before I was actually burned, I was walking downtown in Bolivia, and there were groups of people that came down from the really cold areas, you know, like 14,000 feet above sea level. They would come down into town and they would beg on the streets. And we had some outreach to them trying to clean their babies and just feed them meals and stuff like that. But they were hard you know, hard people, and they weren't interested to talk about God or know anything about God, even recognize God. And, you know, we didn't always speak the same language because they didn't speak Spanish. They spoke some tribal languages. So I ran across a couple of women that were begging on the street, and, you know, they were just a little unfriendly or whatever, cold, I guess. But I remember thinking, who am I to judge? I've live my life with a silver spoon, basically, you know, everything's basically come easy. I grew up in the United States. I have never suffered through anything big. They've suffered their entire life. Everything about their life is hard. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking if something hard, really hard, and I remember thinking, I'm not saying I want to anything serious to happen to my children or anything like that, but if something really hard in my life happened, Lord, would I turn to you Mm -hmm. or would I turn my back on you? Like I feel like these women have, because would I blame you and become hardened Mm -hmm. and not be interested? Mm -hmm. And honestly, the minute I went up in flames, I thought of that conversation. Mm -hmm. Wow. I didn't know what was coming for Mm -hmm. me for the next couple of years. But I also didn't even know, well, I survived this thing that's happening right here. Mm -hmm. But I almost had this, not promise, but I knew God was getting ready to teach me that Mm -hmm. I could depend on him. And, you know, everybody thought I was going to die. Wick thought I was going to die. I knew I wouldn't die. I just knew I was not going to die. I knew I was going to learn something. Mm -hmm. And I did. (laughs) I learned (laughs) that I could depend on him and that you go back and look at the story of how he orchestrated every event to save my life in that situation. It is mind boggling, really. So that was a great God story that happened with Burn. And Another thing that happened to me when I was in China one time, we were way up in the grassland area in this little hospital. I mean, it's super modern. It's not like it wasn't modern or anything, but it also is not religious at all. And there was very little English. I was up in the hospital working in the burn area, and I had kind of started to get to know a couple of the doctors and some of the nurses, and I was trying to ask about God or religion or something, but we didn't have enough language even hardly to do that. 
And then finally, one of the girls said, oh, you mean, and now I can't remember what the word was, but she finally called on that I meant God, you know, and I don't know what her version of God was, but we were talking about the same thing. And all of a sudden in the background, I heard church bells start ringing in the city. (laughs) The hair on the back of my neck stood up. And so I said that, you know, I told them that, that those church bells and they're like, oh, you mean God, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just knew, even though I felt like here I am in the middle of the most unreligious area I've ever been in, God was right there. I didn't even know there was a church in that area. And those church bells started ringing. But that was a very momentous time for me. I was like, God was just saying, huh, I'm here. You think I'm not here. You think just because they don't know me that I'm not here. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, Mm -hmm. I know them. Right. Even if you don't know me yet, and I am here. So it was very good for yeah. me. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Always <laughs> a joy to hear stories of how God has been at work in and through. Uh, yeah. my guess. So that's, that's fantastic. Now, of course, I think maybe you'll have an interesting perspective, but how would you describe missions from your experience? And you kind of have a maybe a two-part thing, kind of the pre-burn mission experience and yeah. then post-burn, if that's an appropriate way to kind of look at it. No, that's a good point. I have not thought of that. But I would definitely say my pre-burn definition of missions would be your typical go into the world and make disciples, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. whether you're going next door to your neighbor or you're going to Ethiopia, whatever you're doing, go and make disciples. So that would definitely have been my definition of missions. I would say now my definition of missions has become because I think before it was general. Mm-hmm. Now I think it's more personal. Right. Like I feel called that I want people to, if they have never seen Jesus in their culture or in their life, mm-hmm. that they see something different in me mm-hmm. and that they see Jesus in me and that they see unconditional love, mm-hmm. not based on their religion or their have money, don't have money, you know, anything about their culture, but just that unconditional love that crosses through every culture. So that's how I would define missions, I think, just showing unconditional love of Jesus so that someone sees Jesus in me. And, you know, we're the church, we represent Jesus. And if they're going to see it, it has to be through us. Right. No, that's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. A great way to look at it. And I think you're right. In so many contexts anywhere in the world these days, you know, being unconditionally loved is a a fairly foreign concept for most people. So I'm sure that speaks volumes, as it were. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you, Cindy. Then lastly, as we kind of wrap up, I always ask my guests what advice they would give someone who's considering getting into ministry, mission, that type of thing for themselves, whether it's a young person kind of just starting life's journey or someone further down the other end that they've finished a career and looking how they can not retire, but uh, be repurposed as it were. So I think it's going to be interesting, you know, from your perspective, maybe a little different from others, but um, let me know what you think. How would you, what advice would you give? Yeah, I think my first advice would be don't do it unless it's really your passion, Mm -hmm. because, you know, people can glamorize missionaries, you know, especially if you're young, you know, and you're involved in a 
missions oriented program or whatever. And maybe it seems like, yes, I want to yeah. go and save the world. Yeah. But I would say, try to save the world first where you live yeah. and make sure that you really have a calling for that. Because once you're on your own in a strange country, not that all missions is in another country, but sure. if you do, you're in another country, you're away from your family, you're put to the test on your, why am I even here? Mm -hmm. And so I think it helps to make sure that you really have a passion for what you're doing before you actually try to do it. And don't just feel an empty spot. Hey, I need an accountant. Is anybody willing to come and do it? You know, make sure that you're going to do something that you know you have something to offer that you're either good at or you have experience with or you have a passion for so that you're not just a warm body filling a spot. Yeah, you know, missions sometimes and churches even can become just a program, you know, and not a passion. And so I always say it needs to be our passion for whatever we're doing because you will not be able to sustain it if it isn't. Mm. No, that's great. A good word. And I think that's, <laughs> yeah, definitely something uh, to keep in mind for those who are maybe considering serving in whatever context it is that believe the Lord calling them to be. So and go out short term first, you know, go mm-hmm. just get out of your comfort zone, but where there's an end to it. So you can come home and then go again. You know, mm-hmm. if you say, okay, that was it. I'm going to do that with the rest of my life. Then pack your bags and go again, you yeah. know? Sure. And I think that's one of the amazing uh, benefits of living in the time that we do, that we are opportunities to to go and be on mission for a short term and see if it's really, you know, what the Lord is calling you to do and what you uh, are passionate about and can see yourself doing longer term. So, yeah, that is a a unique blessing of of this time in world history. So Yeah. It is. And there's also plenty of local things to get involved in. You got to be able to love a stranger. So can you do that from your own home as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's not easier just because you're in another. Right. Home, you know? <laughs> For sure. There's a lot more complexity in some ways. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And I mean, the beautiful thing too, is so much of the world is at our doorstep now, right. well. you know, wherever we go in the world, there's always yeah. so much multiculturalism now that, yeah. I mean, you can reach every culture in the world without leaving the United States. And it has multiplicative Mm -hmm. impact because what happens in the U.S. does filter back to people's families. And there's an area in Georgia where one square mile, I think, has almost every ethnicity in the world Uh, living in that area. And I always thought it'd be fun because I'm a school teacher, too. I thought it'd be kind of fun to go teach school in one of the schools in that area. (laughs) That'd be a mission field right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so true. I think it's just outside of Atlanta somewhere. I've heard of that. Yeah, just an amazing (laughs) melting pot, if you will. Yeah, Yeah. it is. So yeah, we definitely should not forget of the opportunities that we have right here in the U.S., even in our hometowns. I read a story of a Muslim kid who had come to the U.S. and he lived in the U.S. and Then he went back and he said he never once ate a meal in an American's home. Right. Yes. So it's the challenge of Mm -hmm. don't let anyone leave this country without seeing the love of Jesus. 
Yeah, so true. Yeah, I know my parents are over in Australia on the Gold Coast and, you know, very multicultural, a lot of students coming through. And it's the same thing. You know, most of them never get an opportunity to step inside a Australian's home. Yeah. So, and yet that's kind of a ministry my parents feel called to. That's a wonderful ministry. That would be my second choice if I didn't do Burns. Okay. I love that. <laughs> yeah, the hospitality and uh, yeah. welcoming other cultures. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. Now, Cindy, earlier on, you were talking about, you know, supplies and things. And I don't know, I guess I want to, as we wrap up, give an opportunity, if there's a way that others could help you do what you do, uh, I'd love just to give you an opportunity to share. Well, that'd be great. You know, like I said, we can do a lot on a shoestring budget. It costs somewhere between $50 to $100 per patient, depending on the severity of their program and how long it takes and how big they are. You know, a little baby is going to take a lot less than a grown man. So financial donations are always welcome. Mm -hmm. You know, God just provides it. You know, we don't really toot our horn anywhere. We don't have a big donation area, but yeah, we always welcome that. And then even things like website design or things like that, that takes a skilled person who understands the way like a a nonprofit, the things that a nonprofit would need, because Mm -hmm. like I wear every hat and I don't do good at a lot of those things, but I still wear the hat because it's just me, you know? So if anybody wears a hat that could be beneficial to a nonprofit, they'd be welcome. That's wonderful. How would they find you? What's the best way for someone to reach you? Yeah, they could email me at it's burncareinc, I-N-C, at gmail.com, or they could go to the website, it's burncareinternational.org, mm-hmm. and there's a contact me button there, they could contact, mm-hmm. or they could just call yeah. 843-230-6076. Wow, there you go. Whatever channel you want. That's <laughs> right. Ready yeah. to chat with you. That's fantastic. <laughs> Very good. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for uh, your time today and just your willingness to share your story and and how you've seen God take that, repurpose it for good. Uh, So often, you know, something like that, like you said, would be a horrendous thing in someone's life. And yet you've seen God use it to grow his kingdom here on earth. So, yeah, it's super encouraging. So thank you for inviting me and thank you for what you do. I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast. Oh, well, thank you. I hope in some small way it encourages people, those who are out on the field or serving somewhere in mission. And also, I hope, an encouragement for those who are maybe thinking about it and wondering yes. what that could look like. And as you've shared today, it's sometimes very different from what stereotypical mission might look like. So, yeah, thank you. Well, I trust this episode and my conversation with Cindy has been as encouraging for you as it has been for me. Just amazing story of God's grace And as always, I'd love it if you would share this with a friend or two who might be interested in missions and these conversations. Find us online at missionchats.com.